Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is 29 November. It's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And I got a couple of things here. I thought I'd announce that I got a certificate of election from the state of Florida, County of Sarasota, the Office of Supervisor of Elections. This is to certify that me was elected unopposed Republican precinct committeeman, precinct 421 for a term of four years. I have no idea what this means, but uh, I, I was you asked to run for this particular office so that I could help with the election of other people later. I think that's what it is. Is that what it is, is to help later with getting the right people into office? So I'm officially a Republican precinct committeeman for the second four-year term in a row. I, I went unopposed. Otherwise, it would have been a vote one to nothing, and I would have lost. So, um, and then I got a letter from Marcus Carnahan. It came in a couple weeks ago, and he gave me something, and I wanted to thank him, and I wanted to show you he designed this. He sent it to me. It's a short that says, um, practice zero feet social intimacy, and I think that's exactly what we all need to do here is practice zero feet social intimacy. So the next time I have a Bible study, I'll try to remember to put that on and wear it, and because uh, I don't wear t-shirts when I'm doing my preaching, but thank you very much for that shirt. And for the ideas that we should all be practicing zero-foot intimacy. Our first category, as always, is Israel. This is all Israel news. Netanyahu, Mossad chief, made secret trip to meet with Saudi crown prince. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've heard this. It did make a lot of the news services, but it's still interesting, even though it was several days ago. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and Mossad chief Yossi Cohen secretly flew to the northwestern province of Saudi Arabia, something that would have been absolutely unheard of very, very short time ago, and yet they did. Uh, they met with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. He's the big guy. If you see him standing with all of the world leaders, he towers over him by about 12 feet. Anyway, I think he's one of the Nephilim. But uh, it says U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo went with him. The news is a bombshell in a region rife with speculation that the Saudis may be the next Arab country to normalize relations with the Jewish state and join the historic Abraham Accords. There's a case for moving quickly. Joe Biden has threatened to reassess the U.S.-Saudi alliance, which has grown strong under President Trump. Biden has been deeply angered by several major mistakes, including the heinous murder of Saudi dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Biden has threatened to restrict American arms sales to the kingdom, among other possible policy decisions. By moving fast to declaring major peace deal with the Jewish state, MBS could scramble Washington's largely negative view of him and the kingdom by making a historic and positive treaty with the Israelis. The crown prince would then enter a new relationship with the Biden administration with a wave of peaceful and encouraging overtures. So you can see if this is going to happen, it's probably going to happen before Trump is out. But they've made the initial flight in. They've met something I never would have thought would have happened. Actually, I kind of thought it did because the Bible says it, but I'm talking about on the sense of the world stage. 
And uh, I made a joke about the Nephilim, just so you know, I don't hold to that view of the Nephilim. I know everybody else on the planet does, but I don't. The Nephilim are very clearly the uh, fallen people. They are not uh, people that uh, slept with angels, but they're, they are uh, uh, interbred with the line of Cain. The daughters of men are women, and then the Nephilim are the people that interbreeded with the sons of Cain, the line of Cain, okay? If you hold to the angel theory, I don't hold you, you know, in contempt of court or anything. I just think it's poor theology. Most of that is based on Job 1 verse 6, which let me get it for you and I'll read you what Job 1 6 says. And it's really the only other time that in chapter 2, it says that, um, let me turn to the page and then I'll read it to you. It says the term, the sons of God in Job chapter 1, and then again in chapter 2. The term there is Bene Ha Elohim. And that the only other time that that term is used is in Genesis chapter 6, Bene Ha Elohim, which means the sons of the God. Okay, here's what it says. It says, um, now there was a day when the sons of God, Bene Ha Elohim, came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came among them. Everybody says that that means that the sons of God are angels presenting themselves before the Lord. That is an incorrect analysis of Job 1.6. That is actually the people of God coming before the Lord and the devil is coming in among them. Peter refers to that in the New Testament. He uh, is around you like a roaring lion, etc. And uh, he is coming into the congregation of humans in order to do his work against humanity. If you look at the context of that throughout the rest of the Bible, which I'll do a update on sometime for you so that we can square this away, uh, that is what that's referring to. It is not referring to angels appearing before the Lord. It is referring to human beings appearing before the Lord. The exact same terminology is used elsewhere, the word for appearing before him, etc. So it's great study. I will get it to you someday if you want it. But for right now, I do not hold to the uh, view. Uh, it may be three times. I think it's twice. The third time that everybody refers to does not use the same term. Okay. And no, it doesn't. Trust me on this. It doesn't use the same term. And because of that, everybody cites that verse, but it doesn't say Bene Ha Elohim there. So we want to have our theology straight. There is no such thing as angels sleeping with men. That is not reasonable. If you want to understand that in its uh, fullness, just go back and watch my Genesis 6 sermon on the Nephilim and you'll understand. But don't send me emails on that. I'm not here to argue with people over that. That is the doctrine that I hold to because it is the correct biblical doctrine. Okay, one more uh, article from All Israel is Israel's cabinet ratifies visa-free travel agreement with the UAE. Israel's battered tourism industry got some good news when Prime Minister Netanyahu announced during the weekly cabinet meeting that visa-free travel between the Jewish state and its newest ally, the UAE, was ratified unanimously. Now, that's an important thing because there are a lot of countries that do not have visa-free travel with Israel. But this brand new country that they've just made an alliance with and was their enemy 15 minutes ago now has visa-free travel to the UAE. That's a wonderful thing that's happened. All of this can be credited to President Donald Trump. From the Jerusalem Post, UK lists Jerusalem separately from Israel on COVID-19 travel advisory. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city, is listed as a separate entity from Israel in the UK's updated list of countries to which citizens may travel without a quarantine requirement upon them. So you can see the bias against Israel on that one. From Haaretz, Gantz promises to adapt Israel's defense ministry forms to include LGBTQ families. 
That's, this is just the way of the world. We're seeing this in Israel. It's exactly what Ezekiel 36:22 speaks of. Yet not for your sake, O house of Israel, am I going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have blasphemed among the nations, and which they continue to do to this day. Defense Minister Gantz pledged that the ministry's forms would be revised to acknowledge LGBTQ families, changing the father and mother categories to read parent one and parent two instead. <laughs> Justice Minister Avi Nissenkorn said earlier this month that he would be revising the forms in his ministry as well. So both the Justice and Defense Department are going the way of the uh, proper morality, and they're going into this LGBTQ stuff. From by, the, um, by using numbers, are they ranking? Uh, yes, they're ranking. By using numbers, they're ranking, which is by its nature uh, offensive. So from the Jerusalem Post, if anybody has their iPad and they want to check that out, Beneha Elohim, how many times it's listed in the Old Testament, Sergio could do that in two seconds. Let me know and I'll report that before the end of the update. From the Jerusalem Post, Israeli supermarket employs vertical farm startup for selling produce. Rami Levy, one of Israel's largest supermarket chains, has been cooperating with two Israeli agri-tech startups to erect large containers to grow fruit and vegetables, which will be sold in the chain store, so they can actually grow them right in the stores. Vertical Fields, a Ra'anana-based agri-tech startup, which creates vertical, sustainable farms using geoponic technology, agricultural expertise, and smart design, teamed up with BioLED, a Tsuba-based eco-lighting startup that uses LED lights to create more sustainable, profitable crops in order to erect the growing containers. According to BioLED, the first container is already in the process of being set up in Rami Levy's Ayalon Mall branch in Tel Aviv. So right in the mall, they're going to be growing these vegetables. Thanks to the rapidly growing worldwide population, the amount of produce must grow by 60% to keep up with demand and overpopulation trends. Current methods of farming require too much water and land to meet that demand. The new technologies eliminate the need to rely on outdoor growers and suppliers while also providing a fresher, more eco-friendly product that needs significantly less water and land to grow. BioLED already produces eco-friendly LED lighting for a wide variety of purposes for companies in Israel and plan to expand to Europe and the rest of the global market. BioLED also provides agricultural lighting for the most of Israel's medical cannabis companies, most famously for the largest cannabis farm in the country, grown by medical cannabis giant Indoor. So there you go. The thing that kind of uh, uh, bothers me about that article is they're growing these things with LED lighting. And I really don't know how that affects anything. People could say, well, it doesn't affect anything. But, I mean, how long have they tested that? And, you know, we have sunlight for a reason. That's why God put the uh, sun in the uh, sky for us, is so that we could use that to grow our fruits and vegetables. And I just don't know. Now, I mean, it's interesting that they're doing it. It's great that they can do it, that they can grow vegetables right indoors. But I just wonder if the vegetables will have some type of effect on it later on. Does anybody know about that specialist here on lighting? No. Um, there was a guy that he lived just down the road from me when I was a kid. His name was Dr. John Ott, and he uh, he wrote a book called My Ivory Cellar. I was his paper boy, and I got a signed copy of that years ago, but uh, he did studies on light, and he found out that uh, the ones that we just got rid of, which we still have here, what are these called fluorescent lights, um, they're really, really bad for you. 
and he proved it. Uh, you know, he went in, did studies, and if you hold up your arm and have uh, weight pushed against it, and then you go under a uh, uh, fluorescent light, it really affects you greatly, not just insignificantly, greatly. And uh, it's because of the cycle, the number of pulses per second that these things are working. And unless you check all of these things, you really don't know what you're harming and how you're uh, benefiting or harming other people, plants, etc. So uh, I've heard some very bad studies on uh, LED lighting, which I have in the kitchen at the house, and it's really light and it's great. But I understand that that's not really good for the human body as well. So anyway, it's just something to consider, but it's an interesting article nonetheless. You know, before we go on, I got something to say because I've had this with me all week, and so I wasn't thinking of it. Um, however, the people online did not have this. Uh, it, it came about after the Prophecy Update last week. And so we have some visitors at the Superior Word right now that came last Sunday, and they were supposed to make it by the time of the end of the sermon and surprise the church, and they could not make it. You know, you got to go through customs and all that. But we have a couple people from Israel that a lot of people online that watch the Prophecy Update know. It's Sergio and Rhoda Voitenko. They have their uh, their channel, Sergio and Rhoda, in Israel, and they do videos, which we always highlight on the Prophecy Updates. But they arrived here. They'll be here for about a month, and we want to welcome both of you. It's great to have you here. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm just used to this because I've seen them all. I can't get rid of them. But, uh, 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 yeah, I just completely forgot that this is the first time they're in the church. And then, of course, my friend from uh, high school who is uh, visiting Florida, his mother fell and broke her pelvis. Is that right? So here he is, is Steve Kane. He's uh, visiting for, and we don't know how long. And uh, that's kind of too bad because we'd like to ship him out as well, but not really. He uh, He's here and uh, he's taking care of his mom. So hats off to you and it's good to have you here, Steve. Um, from the Times of Israel, blue and white minister, good chance will vote to dissolve the Knesset next week. Today is the start of next week in Israel. So it could be that we are done with the current government. Second minister uh, in Gantz's party also confirms they're weighing voting in favor of opposition's no-confidence motion on Wednesday, which would topple coalition and trigger an election. From the Times of Israel, citing broken agreements, Netanyahu says, no doubt elections are on the way. Amid budget crisis, government appears close to collapse, triggering fourth national vote in two years. Prime Minister says vaccine distribution plan to be ready next week. Okay, so there you go with that. They they can't keep a government in the nation of Israel. They're just, and you know, nothing gets done. But as I said the last time, that's probably the best thing for a country is to just get rid of most of the government anyway. But there you go with that. Christian News. Uh, hats off to Sharon Friesen in Abbotsford, British Columbia, Canada. She finished the Genesis Sermons sent me a nice note about that. Now she is on to numbers. I don't know why she skipped uh, Exodus and Leviticus unless she's scared of it, but she did mention that numbers has the uh, the part about the bronze serpent, and she's interested about getting to that particular uh, sermon. It's really good stuff. The bronze serpent in the wilderness, uh, Christ equated that to himself in uh, John chapter 3, is it? Yes, just as the bronze serpent was raised up, so the son of man must be raised up, etc. So great stuff, and hats off to her. From the Epic Times, Kentucky AG sues governor over order banning in-person instruction at religious schools. 
The Kentucky Attorney General has joined with a religious school to sue Governor Andy Bashir to block his order that bans in-person instruction at religious schools. Bashir issued an order that directs all public and private elementary, middle, and high schools to cease in-person instruction and transition to remote or virtual instruction beginning November 23rd of 2020. The state's Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, and Danville Christian Academy filed a lawsuit in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Kentucky, arguing that the Bashir's order does not make accommodations for religious schools, which they say are a vital part of many faiths. They say halting in-person instruction at religious schools would violate the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, as well as Kentucky's equivalent constitutional guarantees and the Commonwealth's Religious Freedom and Restoration Act. The governor's school closure order prohibits religious organizations from educating children consistent with and according to their faith, Cameron said in a statement. The ability to provide and receive a private religious education is a core part of the freedoms protected by the First Amendment. We all know this. Religiously affiliated schools that follow recommended social distancing guidelines should be allowed to remain open. Cameron said that his office had issued guidance in August stating closing religious schools that follow health guidelines during the pandemic would risk violating the Constitution and state laws. The lawsuit alleges that there is a differential treatment. Here's where, why this is important between religious schools and secular venues such as libraries, distilleries, fitness centers, and that events with maximum of 25 people are also allowed. So there, it's not just that they're saying you're being unfair to religious schools. It's that they are being unfair while showing favoritism to things that have nothing to do with the First Amendment of the United States of America. So that's what they're going through with that. Did you ever get an answer to that? Did you look that up? Yeah. How is it? Joe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there are two appearances with Ha Elohim. The third one is 38.7. That's that correct. have the article Hey, which means it's not the God. It's that's God. correct. It's just that's God. correct. And I, I knew that was the case. Three, People think there are three, but there are only two. It, it, that article is what makes that important. Ha Elohim. All right. And so once again, I'm correct on the analysis. It is not Nephilim, angels sleeping with men, etc. So just thought I'd toss that out to you. From the uh, Epic Times, Biden urged to jerk accreditation of Christian schools without science-based curricula standards. Former VP Biden is being urged by the human rights campaign if he becomes president to sign an executive order a key Southern Baptist academic leader claims would be an atomic bomb on Christian schools. The HRC, a gay advocacy group, wants Biden to mandate that religious schools that discriminate or that do not meet science-based curricula standards lose their accreditation. Now think of this. If you don't hold to, um, what is it, a Darwinian theory, you lose your accreditation. That's one of the things that they're saying, okay? They discriminate. Well, all you can say is we're Christians and we do not allow homosexuality in our school, okay? That's a policy and it's based on your religion. They're saying that they want that completely wiped out where you cannot be accredited. Now that you can still have your school so they can say we're not violating your rights, but you just can't be accredited. That is completely nonsense. But here we go. It says, um, this is an undisguised attempt to shut down any semblance of a Christian college or university that would possess the audacity to operate from a Christian worldview. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary President Albert Moeller wrote in a column. 
in terms of accreditation, that is an atomic bomb in clear text for all the world to see. The summons, the Biden admin to deny accreditation or at the very least to facilitate the denial of accreditation to Christian institutions, Christian colleges and universities, and for that matter, any other religious institution or school that does not meet the demands of the LGBTQ orthodoxy. This would mean abandoning biblical standards for teaching, hiring, admissions, housing, and student life. They're attacking everything all at once with this. It would mean that Christian schools are no longer Christian, he said, and that's exactly what they want. They want to get God out of everything in this nation as quickly as possible so they can have their perverse agenda. Now, going back one more time, I don't hate to beat a dead horse to death, but going back to the thing about the Nephilim, like I said, I don't care if people believe the other view. It doesn't make any difference. I like to say things that sound arrogant, like I'm right and you're wrong, and that's just for fun, okay? I don't know everything in Scripture. I always say at the beginning of our Bible classes, if I'm wrong, I hope that you're reading your Bible so you can come to your own conclusions about these things. Never trust anybody else's conclusions, but I hold to what's called progressive revelation, and progressive revelation shows us something is going on in Scripture, and you suddenly come to Genesis chapter 6, and something new is introduced that has nothing to do with angels, which are never mentioned before Genesis chapter 6. It clues you in that it is speaking about some other issue that has already been brought in, and that is Cain. So that's why I hold to that, along with many, many other reasons, but you'll have to go watch the Genesis 6 sermon to really understand why, and you'll get a correct analysis of Scripture from that. Okay, once again, just being arrogant. Okay, Mail Online. Pope takes aim at Trump by comparing populist leaders to 1930s dictators, backs protests over George Floyd's killing, and lashes out at COVID deniers in a new book. This guy is completely, completely insane. He's, I, I mean, as far as Christianity is concerned, he is so far left that I, I don't know what the guy is even thinking. But here we go from the AP, NBA players hailed by Pope at Vatican for demanding justice. Pope Francis met with NBA players at the Vatican on Monday, lauding them as champions and saying he supported their work on social justice. From the Times of Israel. Uh, this was just something, I'm not going to read the article, I'm just going to give you the title in case you want to read it. It was a really good article from the Times of Israel. Back in 1620, the pilgrim leader behind the first Thanksgiving was Hebrew obsessed. It was a great article. Go read the article. Uh, what it's saying, though, is he wasn't, you know, all in with the Jewish state, okay? Obviously, back then, people thought that the Jews were out and that the church had replaced Israel and all that kind of stuff. Very few people held to another view than that. But he was obsessed with the Hebrew language, and he said, to understand the Bible properly, you need to speak Hebrew. I would disagree with that. You can understand the Bible reading it in English, but there are many intricacies that, I, um, you know, I don't know if they still do this or not, but the Lutheran Church, the, the Missouri Synod, used to mandate that every pastor knew Hebrew and Greek. They needed to know the biblical languages. I don't know if they still require that or not. Other denominations have mandated that over the years. And the reason why is because the pastors need to know what the original languages say. They need to be able to analyze those things. They need to teach them what is in those languages to their congregation. The congregation doesn't need to know it. You don't need to tell people if you're not reading Hebrew and Greek, then you don't know Jesus and all that kind of crazy stuff. But it is important to know the biblical languages. I personally do not know them very well. And so I read them and analyze them for every single sermon, every single Bible study. I go to the original languages, but 
Uh, there are times when I need a lot of help with the Hebrew, and I've got a couple people right here today that I call in Israel, and I say, hey, can you help me with this? And with an upcoming sermon, we spent over an hour and a half just about two weeks ago going through one verse. I think it was, uh, if I remember, Deuteronomy 11, verse 2. And we spent an hour and a half, and that's after I'd already spent over an hour earlier in the morning going over that. It's important. It's important. And if you want to know about that, go back and read that particular article. I'll read it again. Back in 1620, the pilgrim leader behind the first Thanksgiving was Hebrew obsessed. Well, I am too. I'm obsessed with it. I want to know what it's saying. I want to know why it says what it says. And a good example is what we just talked about with Job. Okay. It's important to understand when an article is used in the Bible. And many times, no translation will translate an article, and yet it has all the bearing on the passage that you could understand on one single word. It's very important for the pastor to go through very methodically the Bible and evaluate what is being said. All right, from Mideast Africa today, from I-24, Iran instructs allies to avoid provoking United States until a new administration comes in. Now, that's making an assumption that Biden will be in, but if he is, they want to do anything to avoid this, and now we had that guy get assassinated a couple days ago, which was, you know, it was clearly a Mossad operation. I read about it this morning. Uh, the Mail Online did a great expose on it. Uh, they cut the power to the area the car was driving through first, okay, and then from there, they had a bomb go off next to a car that was unrelated to them, which was a diversion. They had, I think, four cars, might have been three, that were all bulletproof glass, so they were shooting into it. The cars eventually had to stop. They pulled the guy out of the car and executed him. This was not just a couple of guys that were just planning lunch and decided to kill some people. <laughs> this was a very well-organized, and it was a Mossad operation. I'm certain of that. So um, having said that, they want to avoid anything making us upset because Trump will take action in his last days of office if necessary. Here we go. Iran has instructed its regional allies to stay on high alert and avoid provoking the United States until a new president is inaugurated in January of 2021. They're hoping that a new president will be. The agency cited Iraqi sources as saying that the request was delivered to pro-Iran factions in Iraq through a senior Iranian general who instructed the pro-Iran militias of the Popular Mobilization Front to cease attacks at U.S. targets in Iraq. Iran reportedly fears the prospect of U.S. attacks on its targets or proxies during what it sees as the final weeks before presumptive President-elect Biden takes over the White House. Earlier in the week, the AP cited the Iranian official close to Supreme Leader Ayatollah al-Khamenei as warning that a U.S. strike could set off a full-fledged war. The report comes as President Trump contests the outcome of the November 3rd presidential vote, charging voter fraud. While Iran claimed it was not following the U.S. elections, its regional proxies largely welcomed the presumptive Biden victory. Trump withdrew the U.S. from the 2015 nuclear deal with Iran and kept pressuring Tehran with sanctions, while Biden has indicated that he was looking to rejoin the deal. So we'll see where that goes. Trump is making it almost impossible for him to be able to rejoin that deal, but he may be able to do it. And if he does, of course, it'll be a disaster for this nation and for the world. But from Fox News, Saudi UN ambassador, nobody naive enough to rejoin nuclear deal, including Biden administration. We'll find out very quickly if he is actually brought in. He's naive enough. The Saudis obviously don't understand the left in this nation very well. 
from the Jerusalem Post, Saudi Arabia is pressuring Pakistan. Saudi Arabia is pressuring Pakistan. Anybody read this? No. To recognize Israel. Saudi Arabia is pressuring Pakistan to recognize Israel. Prominent Pakistani journalist Mubashir Luseman believes that Saudi Arabia is one of the countries pressuring Islamabad into recognizing Israel. Luseman's statement follows Pakistani Prime Minister Khan's statement that Islamabad has been placed under pressure by the U.S. and other unnamed countries to recognize Israel. I have no doubt that in my analysis that the other country he is talking about is Saudi Arabia and no one else, Luceman told the I-24 presenter. There are only four countries that could have said this. One is the U.S., second is Israel, third is India, and the fourth is Saudi Arabia. There's no fifth country that has that kind of influence over Pakistan. Pakistan is not on talking terms with Israel, officially at least. And Pakistan does not get along with Indians. So it's very simple. Luzman further notes the complex geopolitical situation of the region, as well as its evolution over the years, where Pakistan is facing pressure to and has aligned with questionable countries such as China, Iran, Turkey, and Malaysia, among others, which on its own has caused turmoil between Riyadh and Islamabad. Khan even recently came out publicly stating that Pakistan is now, in Luzman's terms, within the Chinese lap and not the American lap anymore, where it has chosen to align with its regional neighbor over the United States, who both stand firmly in opposition of one another following an ongoing row involving blame over the coronavirus outbreak, human rights abuses, perceived security threats, difference in political stances, and the ever-present competition for international economic dominance. Luceman said that Saudi Arabia has always looked at Pakistan as its subordinate country, but this time things are changing. The global geopolitical situation is changing. The politics of the region are changing. The influences are changing. So Saudi Arabia alone is not the only influencer in Pakistan. But that's really interesting that that is happening, and it shows you how the world is being lined up right now before our eyes. From The Guardian, Iranian scientists' death only the latest and long line of attacks blamed on Israel. And they went through all of the attacks recently, cyber attacks and people attacks and blah, blah, blah. So I thought I'd give you that title as well so that you could go back and read it if you want, if you need a refresher on all the things that Israel's taken care of lately. Mm-hmm. From Mongolia, Intel News, Mongolia fears economic damage as country faces its first local transmissions of coronavirus. Anxieties are mounting that Mongolia's economy is set to pay a heavy price now that the country is dealing with community transmissions of COVID-19. I said that was going to happen. You can lock down all day long until Jim Bree, and as soon as you open up or as soon as somebody comes in, it's going to spread. The lockdowns, they have been shown by study after study after study to be the wrong thing to do, okay? Anyway, what you do is you take the people that are sick, and you've done this for, what, 6,000 years of human history? You put them in a, a room and you let them get healthy, okay? And they stay out of the society. You don't take the society and get them away from the sick. You get the sick away from the society. But, okay, um, the nation went into lockdown 10 days ago after the confirmation of its first such infections. 
In latest developments stemming from the change in Mongolia's coronavirus status, Chinese border crossing patrols have requested Mongolian truck drivers hauling mineral exports hand in PCR test results for coronavirus before entering China. Well, that's where all of their stuff goes through on these trains. Mining insiders noted that the biggest crossing on the Mongolia-Chinese border has only the capacity to access a very small amount of local PCR tests. The Border Customs Agency, in some place I can't pronounce, has sent a request to the government to immediately open a PCR testing lab near the crossing. It has also requested that Mongolian mining companies help with this matter. The total number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Mongolia has reached 640. It's just blooming over there all of a sudden. And it, it's obvious that that was going to happen. If they closed down for 50 years and they opened up tomorrow after the 50th year, it would bloom. That's just the way these things happen. The health ministry briefed on November 23rd. Of the people involved in those cases, 340 have been cured. A total of 214 of the cases were listed as having resulted from community transmissions recorded since November 7th. So there you go with that. They All of their dealing is land dealing. I mean, they've got a little airport. Yeah, it's an international airport, but it doesn't have a lot of stuff flying in and out. Everything has to go out by train or by truck, and they don't have any people at the borders to test people, and so they can't send anything out, and that economy is going to collapse. Daniel 12 Technology from the Jerusalem Post. Israeli scientists claim to reverse aging process. Did anybody read this this week? It's a very interesting article. Uh, yeah, everybody that's old here, including me, is saying, woo! Okay, recent research led by Tel Aviv University's Professor Shai Efrati, together with a team from Shamir Medical Center, found that when healthy adults over the age of, oh, I don't qualify yet, over the age of 64, were placed in a pressurized chamber and given pure oxygen for 90 minutes a day, five days a week for three months, not only was the aging process delayed, it was actually reversed. Yeah, specifically the study, which is published in the peer-reviewed journal Aging, focused on whether the process could reverse two key indicators of biological aging. The shortening of DNA... Telomeres, very good. Who said that, Jay? Oh, you're a smart man. And the accumulation of resultant senescent cells. A telomer is the end of a chromosome. Telomeres are made of repetitive sequences of non-coding DNA that serve as bumpers to protect the chromosome from damage during replication. Every time replication happens, these bumpers take a hit, making them shorter and shorter. Once the telomer reaches a certain length, the cell cannot replicate anymore, which leads to senescent cells, aging, malfunctioning cells that ultimately lead to cognitive or other age-related disabilities, and even diseases such as cancer. Some 35 adults over the age of 64 were involved in the study and were administered hyperbaric oxygen therapy utilizing 100% oxygen in environmental pressure higher than one absolute atmospheres to enhance the amount of oxygen dissolved into the body's tissues. Every 20 minutes, the participants were asked to remove their masks for five minutes, bringing their oxygen back down to normal levels. However, during this period, researchers saw that fluctuations in the free oxygen concentration were interpreted at the cellular level as a lack of oxygen, rather than interpreting the absolute level of oxygen. In other words, repeated intermittent hyperoxic 
exposures induced many of the mediators and cellular mechanisms that are usually induced during hypoxia, something Efrati explained is called the hyperpoxic hypoxic paradox. Ugh. The practical ramifications include improvements in attention, information processing speed, and executive functions, which normally decline with aging and about which more than 50% of people over the age of 60 express concern. According to the study, the changes were equivalent to how the participants' bodies were at the cellular level 25 years earlier. So if you want to be 25 years earlier and you're smart enough to remember the word telomeres, now you can go back and remember all kinds of other stuff too. Amazing. Yeah. Zero hedge. World's first electrified wingsuit. You know, the wingsuits, people jump out of airplanes and they fly. They got one that has an electric engine now. Yes. It's an electrified wingsuit reached 186 miles per hour. That is amazing. On its first flight. Yes, BMW has developed a zero-emission, chest-mounted, all-electric wingsuit that can soar through the air at nearly 200 miles an hour, roughly twice the speed of the average wingsuit. Uh, Sergio's over there drooling right now. I see it coming down his face. You can do it from Mount, Temple Mount. Yeah, you can do it from the Temple Mount. That's right. The e-wingsuit, built by BMW, has been in development for three years. Base jumper and wingsuit pilot Peter Salzman, a 33-year-old Austrian, was recently outfitted with the suit and leapt from a helicopter. The 15-kilowatt battery pack powering two carbon impellers spinning at 25,000 RPM allowed Salzman to reach 186 miles per hour. That's amazing. All right, Revelation Plagues today. New York Post. Now, this is over, so don't panic when I say this. Oh, that's old news. I'm building up something for the next article. South Australian COVID-19 lockdown is so strict, people cannot walk their dogs. Zero hedge. South Australia revokes draconian lockdown after revelation one person lied to contact tracers. They were going to shut down the entire state over one person. This is why we don't want to do this type of stuff is because anybody can say anything and an entire economy can collapse and people can go mentally crazy because of this. Okay, Epic Times. Los Angeles orders shutdown of all in-person dining for at least three weeks. Zero Hedge, pandemic is over. Listen to this. Former Pfizer chief science officer says second wave faked on false positive COVID tests. But listen to this. The video provides one of the most erudite and informative looks at COVID-19 and the consequences of lockdowns. As AIER notes, it was remarkable this week to watch as it appeared on YouTube and was forcibly taken down only two hours after posting. Two hours. This guy came out. He's a Pfizer executive. He's the, uh, what is he called? The chief science officer. And they shut it down. That's science. Yeah, that's science. Epic Times. Nearly 50,000 health experts signed declaration against COVID-19 lockdowns. As infectious disease epidemiologists and public health scientists, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommend an approach we call focused protection, reads the petition, which is titled the Great Barrington Declaration. Can anybody tell me where Great Barrington is? Wrong and wrong. 
It's in Massachusetts. It's the town. It's the town closest to where I go every summer, or I used to go every summer before I quit going because I worked myself to death up there. But it's a nice little town, very liberal though, which surprised me that it came out of Great Barrington because it's such a liberal area. But it came out of Great Barrington Declaration after the Massachusetts town where it was first signed. The petition calls for an end to current lockdown policies, saying that they are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. There you go. Mail online. You can have cocaine and heroin, but no turkey. Oregon Governor Brown is slammed for telling people to snitch on neighbors, violating COVID rules this Thanksgiving, weeks after Democrat state decriminalized all drugs. So you can get as high as you want, but you can't have a turkey dinner. CNBC, COVID-19 pandemic is the first time 40% of Americans have experienced food insecurity. CNBC, Attack of the debt tsunami. Coronavirus pushes global debt to record high. Mail online. Seven die after Russians. You know, you got to wonder about Russians. Seven die after drinking coronavirus hand sanitizer when alcohol ran out at a party in Russia. Yes. Epic time. Hand sanitizer. He's over there drooling again. Stop. Okay, Epic Times. Chicago's weekend gun violence leaves 47 victims shot. If you want to die, don't worry about this virus. Just go to Chicago. Okay, that's all you need to do. You have a better chance of being killed in Chicago than you do of dying of this thing. Morality. Daystar. Doctors ask people to sign, do not resuscitate orders to limit COVID pressure. This is in the UK. Listen to this. Doctors ask people to sign DNR orders to limit COVID pressure. We want you to sign this so that we can help other people instead of you. People with pre-existing conditions that make them especially vulnerable to coronavirus complications are being asked to sign DNR orders by, I said England, it's Swiss, Swiss doctors. People who are over 60, that would be 99.7% of this congregation, People who are over 60, for example, and those suffering from heart disease or diabetes have been urged to sign the orders to ease pressure on intensive care units. Switzerland is in the grip of a second wave of the virus, bringing the total number of confirmed cases across Switzerland and the tiny neighboring principality of Liechtenstein to 300,352. An action group called Pro, I can't pronounce it, Again, I can't pronounce it, three words that I can't pronounce. Anyway, this action group, Campaigns for Senior Citizens' Rights, described the appeal as excessive. Does anybody here over 60 think that's excessive? I'm 56 and I think it's excessive for crying out loud. Oh, you're, you're 62. I want you to sign this DNR. If you have something wrong with you, we're not going to resuscitate you. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. This is the start. The mass calling of humanity. All right, from the Epic Times, Tennessee can enforce ban on abortions because of Down syndrome diagnoses. Finally, some sense. A federal court ruled that the state of Tennessee can enforce a ban on abortions because of a diagnosis of Down syndrome or because of the race or gender of the unborn baby. Good news. The so-called reason bans were signed into law by Governor Bill Lee, a Republican, in July as part of a larger abortion bill, but the legislation was immediately blocked by a lower court. Well, I'm so glad to see that. We'll see if it goes up any higher, what happens, but that's just wonderful. From the Christian Post, U.S. Appeals Court rules ban on therapy for unwanted same-sex attraction unconstitutional. 
in a two-to-one decision, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit Court declared unconstitutional two ordinances banning sexual orientation change efforts therapy. In other words, they said, you are gay and we can talk you out of being gay. And they banned that. They said, you cannot do that. You can't tell children that they're a boy instead of a girl. You can't tell them they're not. Okay? They're saying that you can now have this. You can now do these practices, which is a good thing. I'll read that again. Banning sexual orientation change efforts therapy, which is often derisively called conversion therapy in the city of Boca Raton and Palm Beach County, Florida. Judge Britt Grant and Judge Barbara Lagoa, both of whom were appointed by anybody? President Trump sided with the plaintiffs, licensed marriage and family therapists who provide counseling to minors who have unwanted same-sex attraction or unwanted gender identity issues. The therapists argued that the ordinances infringe on their constitutional right to speak freely with clients and violate, among other things, Florida's Religious Freedom Restoration Act and their patients' First Amendment right to receive information. I've never understood how you can ban somebody from saying, I'm going to help you get through what you're going through. I've never understood that, but that is the left's attitude in this country. You can't do that. Our other category, Reuters. Biden push to restore U.S. global role starts with Blinken. President-elect Joe Biden is moving forward on his campaign pledge to restore America as a leader on the global stage and lean on experts tapping veteran diplomats for key posts even as President Trump continues to refuse to concede. Biden will name Anthony Blinken as Secretary of State and Linda Thomas-Greenfield as Ambassador to the UN, bringing deep foreign policy backgrounds to the nascent administration while providing a sharp contrast with Trump, who distrusted such experience and embraced an America first policy that strained longstanding U.S. relationships. In other words, the entire point of that article is we don't want America first. That's exactly what that means. Breitbart, James Mattis, He's a traitor. Joe Biden must eliminate America first from U.S. foreign policy. Now, this guy was a general in the United States military. He's being paid a, what do you call it, a retirement salary for the rest of his life. He's earning money off of this nation, which he served, obviously, unfaithfully. And now he's trying to get this nation to take a subservient role in the world. I don't know how people like that got into office, but it's because, well, I'm sure Obama probably appointed him. But yeah, but even even then, we have all of these things in our nation. And he started somewhere. It wasn't just with Obama. He's older than Obama is what I'm saying. So somehow these people have crept into our nation and they've slowly made it up the line to a point where they can be appointed. And then they come out with policies like this or recommended policies like this. I do not understand that. Breitbart, China... Yeah, he got him under Obama, but he already had this philosophy. These people have been in there for a while. Breitbart, China wants passenger tracking system for global travel coronavirus reset. Yes, China commies President Xi Jinping wants travelers to adopt a global QR code system to help determine their health status and travel permissions in a post-coronavirus pandemic travel reset. Okay, if it's post-coronavirus, then why would you worry about it? But this is the shoe in for these type of things. 
during the virtual G20 summit, she called for a coronavirus global mechanism, which involves international recognition of health certificates in the form of QR codes to allow people to travel freely, according to the state media. Now, this is exactly what's coming out of the book of Revelation. It'll be on the right hand or the forehead, but it'll be exactly the same type of thing. I'm sorry, you can't travel because. I'm sorry, you can't buy because. Watch this, okay? And I have another article, which I mentioned before we started today, coming out of Israel, which I will, it just came out this morning. I will bring it into the Prophecy Update next week, and I'll read it to you. And you'll say, are we reading the book of Revelation in this article? That's what you'll say, okay? Uh, Let's see here. QR codes to allow people to travel freely. The dictator says the system can be based on nucleic acid testing results in the form of internationally accepted QR codes. We need to further harmonize policies and standards and establish fast tracks to facilitate the orderly flow of people. We hope more countries would participate. Under the scheme China has employed since February, users are issued a travel light style health code with a green code allowing someone to travel freely and an orange or red code indicating that they need to quarantine for up to two weeks. So they have these codes already in China. They want to spread this around the world. Next article. BBC, you probably heard this, but maybe you didn't think it through. COVID, vaccination will be required to fly, says Qantas chief. Okay, once that is in place with Qantas, do you think any air carrier in the world will want to be the one that gets sued? They will all follow. The dominoes will follow very quickly. Once this is instituted with any one airline, it is going to be worldwide very quickly because nobody's going to want to be the ones that are left out of this. Okay, mark my words. From Axios, airlines push, this came out the next day after that, airlines push for COVID-free passports as vaccine race heats up. The IATA announced that it is in its final development phase of a digital passport mobile app that would receive COVID-19 tests and vaccination certificates. Per a statement from Nick Kareen, IATA's Senior Vice President of Airport, Passenger, Cargo and Security, the app would get people traveling again safely as the airline industry seeks to recover from the pandemic. In the immediate term, that means giving governments confidence that systematic COVID-19 testing can work as a replacement for quarantine requirements. And that will eventually develop into a vaccine program. So Qantas comes out. These people have already been working on it. China has their own thing. Israel, as I'll read next week, has something that is more inclusive than that. And all of this is coming so quickly. Just imagine we didn't even have this a couple months ago. And all of a sudden, this is something we have to do for the whole world. The whole world. Zero hedge. In reversal, General Motors, I hope that Trump wins. I hope that Trump wins. Listen to this next article, okay? If he doesn't, he doesn't. But if he does, what do you think he's going to do about this one? In reversal, General Motors backs Biden. Withdraws support for Trump emissions rollback. Yes, General Motors will no longer support President Trump's battle to roll back California's fuel economy rules designed to slow global warming. CEU Mary Barra wrote, in the correspondence delivered to leaders of environmental groups, Barra said, with President-elect Biden, who has expressed strong support for vehicle electrification. President-elect Biden recently said, I believe that we can own the 21st century car market again by moving to electric vehicles. We at General Motors couldn't agree more, Barra wrote. Barra said GM is no longer backing a Trump lawsuit that aims to undercut California's ability to set their own fuel economy standards. Okay, 
if Trump wins, GM is going to pay a penalty for that, for not waiting a couple of weeks, okay? From Zero Hedge, White House planning unprecedented trade alliance to retaliate against China. As Trump considers next steps in his ongoing crusade to challenge the election results, he appears increasingly set on unleashing a scorched earth policy in the already dismal relations with China, if only to make any hope for a quick detente between Beijing and the pro-China Biden as difficult as possible. The Trump admin is close to issuing a list of 89 Chinese aerospace and other companies that would be unable to access U.S. technology exports due to their alleged links to the PLA. Commercial Aircraft Corp. of China Limited, or COMAC, and Aviation Industry Corp. of China LTD are among the firms named. As such, a move would further restrict the companies from buying American goods and technology. It would fuel already heightened tensions between the United States and China on fronts ranging from trade in Taiwan to the handling of the coronavirus. Naturally, China's foreign minister said that it firmly opposed the U.S. oppression of Chinese companies without a cause. At the same time, Trump's in-house China hawk, Peter Navarro, underlined that the time for policy action against China is now. Taking a step back, as Rabobank's Michael Every writes, with technology and capital controls against Chinese firms being accelerated by the Trump admin, specifically due to claims of military links, one might also want to consider that increasingly popular Chinese government bonds, by their very nature, also encompass military spending. The next few weeks could see plenty more Trump action on China. Yes. Zero hedge. Trump formally ends open skies treaty with Russia. He said he was going to do it. He did it. Zero hedge. Yeah, the reason why, is, does everybody here know what open skies is? We could fly over Russia anytime with just very little notice and say, we're going to inspect you to make sure that you're being obedient to your you know, the treaties we have, and they can fly over us. And they abused this, and so he ended it. That's why. Zero Hedge Guitar Center, largest U.S. retailer of music instruments, files for bankruptcy. Now, that's too bad, but I have a friend that makes guitars, okay? I'm going to spell it because I can't say it. He's a Christian, but this is the name of his guitar company. They're unbelievable guitars. If you ever want a really, really cool guitar, I want you to order from K-R-A-P-P-Y, guitars. Yeah, okay, don't say it out loud, please. He is a great guy, and he makes guitars, and he said that this, this particular guitar center, okay, they, uh, they really cut down prices, and they hurt a lot of private uh, guitar makers because of that. So I don't feel bad that they're going, but I just thought I'd let you know that they're going. Okay. Did I tell you what happened a little while ago? I don't think I said this. I was driving down the road, okay? This was about four weeks ago. It was shopping day, which is Wednesday. Shopping day means that it's garbage day. And I was driving down the road. I have a pickup truck, and I pick up all kinds of stuff, and I throw it in the back of the truck, and we uh, scrap metal, you know, and whatever. I also pick up nice pictures, and I take them down to the projects or anything I can find that's of value. I'm driving down the road, and I'm coming back from my three morning jobs, and I'm getting close to my house, and there's a guitar case sitting outside, okay, of a garbage can. It's just sitting there waiting to be t picked up by the garbage man. I thought I could, maybe somebody can use a guitar case. So I went and I picked up the guitar case and I got home, I opened it and there was a brand new guitar. It was never used. It still had the, uh, the paperwork in the struts or the, whatever you call those things. Frets. Frets, thank you. And I thought, why would somebody do this? Why don't you just call Craigslist and say free guitar or, you know, take it to Goodwill or something. But I have a, I mean, a beautiful guitar 
to give to my daughter or if you want it or somebody needs it. But, you know, I, I'm not going to let it sit out there and go to the garbage. But anyway, there you go. Guitar Center is done. From CNBC, 12 million Americans set to lose unemployment benefits by year's end. This is all coming to a head. The housing market, benefits, all that kind of stuff is coming to a head at the end of the year. We'll have to see what happens. From Mail Online, tourism in New York City is down two-thirds with only 23 million visiting in 2020 compared to 66 million last year. And experts say it won't recover until 2024. I don't know if it ever will. Zero Hedge. Border Patrol reports surge in illegal immigration since election. Do you think so? <laughs> Mail online. 48 hours in de Blasio's New York City. Gunmen kill woman, 20, as they shoot seven in Brooklyn. Man is shot dead point blank in Harlem. And another commuter is shoved onto subway tracks as city violence spirals out of control. They got it on video. Trains coming. The guy is standing there behind her, pushes her right in front of the train. Fortunately, she did not die, but it happened again within the past five days since that article. They are, people are just going up behind people and pushing them in front of trains because they now can. Because they now can. All right, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. Feeling old's now a thing of the past. Once midst oxygen tanks, you are gassed. When you're full of O2, you get younger, Boku, because your body cells all have a blast. <laughs> all right, we've got one irony, and then we'll be done. Zero Hedge, ex-trader who pleaded guilty to FX rigging, which is bank rigging, now makes $400 an hour advising clients suing banks. Yeah, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your prophecy update for the week. Thank you, Charlie.